0: To building a modern employer brand podcast. As usual, I'm Susanna Rantanen and I'm your go to person in professional talent marketing. So, last week I started this mini series about stories and storytelling, and I spoke about what a story does to our brain, which is super fascinating and uh, very captivating. So in this week's episode number 46 of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I continue with the storytelling theme, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what business storytelling means. Sometimes when I talk to people that I do business storytelling or I do storytelling, people tend to sort of Kind of look at me in a bit of a funny face because, you know, we tend to connect a story to kind of like fairy uh, tales or bedtime stories that we read to our children, and it doesn't really make sense uh, how you how, how you put together business and storytelling. Uh, so I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Of course, a story can be totally fictional, uh, but we all all of us hold our own sort of lifetime personal stories that are actually based on facts, based on what really happened to us over the years. Uh, so they're true stories. Uh, and in the same way, our businesses and our organizations and our workplaces have a whole lot of stories to tell that are based on facts, what actually happened. And essentially essentially, business storytelling is uh, about putting those experiences and those memories and those plans and those visions into a story format using uh, either a sort of a narrative format, which is not exactly a story, like a full-blown story, or using a real storytelling formula. And there's plenty of storytelling formulas around there. Uh, So, uh, you know, might as well Google and check those out. Uh, The great thing about story is that when information, even data, even numbers, are put into the format of a story, it tends to stick better. So that's why using storytelling in business can be a really great asset to break through that barrier of attention, that thick layer of attention wall that has been built between our target audiences be it internal audiences or external audiences, and ourselves when we try to get our messages across. So in essence, business storytelling is really a tactic that can be used in business communication and business marketing. It's a similar tactic that you would use PR or advertising or content marketing or uh, social media marketing, in a way, if that makes any sense. Uh, and it can be used towards business-to-business clients and that kind of you know communication that goes between your organization, your business, towards your customers and your potential customers. Uh, we can also use business uh, storytelling towards our consumer audiences and our talent audiences, which is obviously the key alley of this podcast. As mentioned, a narrative is a little bit different thing than a full-blown story, so uh, we should not confuse stories with narratives. Uh, Any kind of content or message that has been written into what looks like a narrative is not automatically a real story uh, in that uh, sense how it impacts our brain. So if you listened to last week's episode where I talked about how uh, stories affect our brain, any kind of narrative does not automatically um, or cannot be, can it be um, referred to as a story, like a real story that has that impact on our brain. So a real story uh, made up of these specific elements. They are organized into a specific order in order for that story to come about. And storytelling is a skill that requires um, obviously a lot of practice, like learning any kind of skill, but it can be learned. So when we talk about business storytelling, it's about sharing information about the business, about its people, uh, about your mission, your vision, your purpose, your values, your culture, you know, sharing your employee experiences, your people's stories in an actual story format. So I guess the key question would be, why would you want to do this? So uh, you would want to do business storytelling and I have to uh, say here that business storytelling is a great tactic, but it doesn't mean that every single message and every single sort of communication that you put out there has to be in an actual story format. You can also use uh, a narrative, which is a little bit easier format, or, you know, you can communicate your messages the way you want to in, you know, using various other tactics. It's just that if you really want to make sure that your message is going to get across, using a real story formula is the best and, uh, they say, the only way to, you know, get your messages across. And this is because our brain prefers stories to any other form of presented information. So when we cater information to our brain in the form that our brain prefers, obviously our brain is more likely to welcome that information, welcome those messages into each of our consciousness. Uh, and in a more simplistic form, um, you know how your mind starts to wander when you have to read or watch or listen to something that is either very difficult to comprehend because it's so complex or it's just utterly boring making you to struggle to keep your focus on it. So then you might have also experienced how forcing yourself to get through that information that is very complex or very boring you feel like you're getting really exhausted like literally your brain and your eyes are getting exhausted really tired Uh, and uh, literally your brain is getting exhausted by that information because it's presented in a format that it's exhausting for your brain to kind of organize into clear thoughts for your conscious mind uh, business storytelling is about implementing storytelling to, well, for your business purpose with the story uh, essentially using elements from your business, but the story itself is not about your business. The story is inviting the person that you want to pay attention to your message, the person who you want to get this message to really like understand and action on it. So that story needs to be about what you guys share in, in common. So uh, a lot of like the the very common business communication is oftentimes about the the organization itself, about the founders, the history, the achievements the 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 products their services about that company that kind of information is relevant to those people who are already part of that story meaning people inside your company so when you want to message and you when you want to influence uh, your external audiences you have to kind of reverse what you say to make it meaningful and relevant for that audience because they are not part of your story, so you need to tell them a story where they are in that main character role, when they where they are the hero, and you put yourself, your offering, what you are, what you represent, into their story. I know this sounds a little bit complex, but this is how business storytelling works. Uh, so your business storytelling the, the kind of the content it can it, we we can use it to for example communicate our business strategy internally to our employees we can use business storytelling to make an organizational change that it, that impacts the entire organization uh, it can be about the purpose the mission the vision of your business we can tell business stories about our leaders the management and the people in our organization and we can literally implement a story to almost anything about our our organization to even teach what and why we do something the way we do it but you have to always understand when you use business storytelling that you have to make that story always about the person who you want to tell the story to you're just using you know information that comes from within and you have to remember that the more you talk about yourself the less relevant it is to anybody else. To really really simplify this when I would talk about my business I would talk about it in a different way if I was talking about it to my husband who is my business partner when I when I would be talking about it to Um, to my parents, who are, of course, very proud of my achievements as their child, you know, uh, if I would talk about it to my employees or if I would talk about it to my existing customers as opposed to uh, people in, you know, potential customer organizations or job seekers, talents out there or other sorts of interest groups. So even though that it could be about, you know, how my business can help another person, that story would be different based on who I was telling it to. So uh, I would always make sure that it would be relevant. I would take an angle that would be relevant to the recipient. Otherwise, if we can't tell the story, if we can present that narrative uh, or that information so that it means something to the recipient, they're not gonna pay attention to it. So let's talk about the value of business storytelling. Oftentimes, business-related information uh, is extremely boringly presented. It's not necessarily that the information is boring. It's just how it's, be- how it's being told to us or how it's being uh, presented to us. So we're so used to rising press releases about us, Presenting our financial data, talking about our processes and procedures, communication, communicating our expectations and our criteria for such and such, or communicating anything official in the most complex legal terminology. So the challenge with talking about us so much is that nobody else cares. All of us literally care about ourselves the most how we get by something, how we gain something, how we could possibly avoid to do something, how we can solve something, or how we will be able to succeed in life. Essentially, you are more interested in that for yourself than if I was talking to you about that in my own perspective. You would not really care because you were more interested about how you can achieve something or how you can avoid to do something, right? So storytelling is great because it helps us to make what we thought was about us, about you, about the recipient or the listener in the audience. And those formulas help you to, to remember this. And that is precisely what makes storytelling so, so incredibly powerful. So when I said about, you know, it having to mean something, be relevant. So the way, and I'm not gonna go too much into the details about last week's episode, like what the story does to our brain. But in that episode, I talked about like how, you know, when you hear something or you read or watch something, uh, what kind of raises your curiosity and gets your attention is when you understand like what that means to you, how you can relate to that information, or relate to the person who is telling that story. So if you think about for just like a simple thing, like a really good novel that you ever read, if if you like reading, you know that, how that feeling that you're like so drawn into that story in that book, that as you go towards the end, you're like, slowing down because you don't want it to come to end. You don't want to leave that imaginary world. And the same applies when you watch series or when you watch a movie, like a great movie with a great storyline. The same thing happens if one of the characters in that movie uh, represents a person that, you know, you aspire to or you can relate to. Uh, That's when you're literally you become emotionally involved with that story and that emotion is like a, like a glue that it makes you make that story to like really stick to you. And that's why you love it. And, and that's why sometimes we watch, you know, series or movies like over and over again, and we just don't get tired of it. Uh, they continue to to feed to that emotional need, like inside us to, to be able to relate to those characters. Uh, but it doesn't happen with every book it doesn't happen with every movie that we watch for example you know my husband uh literally loves a lot of the kinds of you know uh movies that i just don't i just can't relate to at all so we don't watch them together because otherwise i'd be on my phone and on social media or, you know, browsing through internet sites or playing games on my mobile, like, whole through the movie because it would just be really boring to me. I would not be able to connect to the story or to the characters in it. And the same goes the other way around. And then, of course, you know, we also have have a, a mutual sort of storylines that we're both drawn into and those kind of movies and series we watch together. But the thing is that you have to, you know, the storyline and the people the characters in the story someone in there needs to be relatable to you and if there's nobody in the story that is relatable to you you know you just essentially like switch off you don't want to you don't want to hear about it you, you don't want to ro- read it you don't want to listen to it you don't want to watch it because it just doesn't make any sense to you in that way So when we formulate our business information into the story format and write a story uh, that makes sense to to the recipient, the recipient will almost automatically, like without even paying attention to, become more aware of you and, and especially your message. And it is because you present that information in a way that makes sense to them. Someone or something in your message is makes sense to them. They're able to connect with it. They're able to relate it. They're able to understand it. It inspires them to to hear more or listen more. And they can find themselves in that story. So, So that's when I often talk about that something has to be relevant to your audience. This is exactly what I mean. If your message is irrelevant to your audiences, they will not even notice that, that you posted something that, or you wrote something or you said something or you sent something on their way. They just don't pay attention to it because there's so much noise on the internet and everywhere that is just making us really tired. So their brains are blocking out as fast as they, the brain can, brains can uh, all the kind of irrelevant messages. So they don't even pay attention to it. So even though you posted it on social media or on your blog, doesn't mean that anybody is going to actually even notice it. So if you want to make sure that your audiences are paying attention to what you try to message them, your messages need to be relevant to them. They will need to be able to understand you know, why they need to know about it, why they need to see it, why they need to read it any kind of content that you make. It could be a blog post. It could be a job um, announcement, job post. It could be a, a news, a company news, uh, any kind of like a product or a service message. It, it could be a, a LinkedIn email that you send to somebody because you want to connect with them. If you can't, tell the other person, you know, why they should give you, a second of their time, then it's unlike it's it's an, it's likely that they're just gonna like uh, not pay attention to your message. It's not important to them, so you need to win their attention, and the attention is won by being relevant. And storytelling is a great tactic to do just that let me give you an example. Somebody recently wanted to get something from me. Uh, they sent me an email. And to this day, I don't really know what it was about because uh, this person never really told me. Uh, there is still an email in my inbox that I haven't responded to. I mean, I responded to the first email. But then as the dialogue continued, I haven't really responded to it because I uh, uh, she never, she never, she never told me why I should. So she contacted me, contacted me, uh, you know, on email, uh, but she never really helped me to understand what exactly was the reason, what she wants from me and why, uh, you know, it might be relevant to me. And, and she wanted to have a meeting with me to explain what exactly it is and why it might be relevant to me. So the thing here is that uh, when a lot of people approach you, I get approached by a lot of people, and most of these people I turn away in a very kind and polite manner, but because they are either unable to or unwilling to tell me at the first point of contact why I should be interested in what they want to talk to me about. Uh, and I know that you must have been in this situation many times as well. And uh, as an entrepreneur, I um, I work a lot. I would prefer to work less. I would prefer to spend more time with my family. So over the years as an entrepreneur, I found that the hours that I have, my time is a currency to me, so I want to make sure that I spend my time in a meaningful manner. And if I would respond to all the inquiries and all the, um, you know, the the proposals of having a meeting with me, I would not be able to do my, I I would have to, you know, put even more time into work because, so that I would get my work done. So while this is not about being impolite at all, I mean, I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm very like empathetic towards other people and their situations. uh, and, And, you know, their needs and worries. But I also have to preserve my own you know, mental health in terms of like how many hours of work I put in and how available I can be. It is about preserving all of our personal time. You know, I need to make sure that, um, you know, I I work so that I can pay my business bills, I can pay salaries for my team, and I can pay my own bills. And it is exactly the same for all of us. We have to make daily decisions and we have to be really choosy about who gets our attention because we are simply unable to give it to everything and everybody. So when you approach somebody with, for example, a recruitment message, uh, or when you post a job post, or when you contact somebody on LinkedIn, uh, you know, head-on contact, direct, direct contact somebody that you would want to talk about your career opportunities, or when you post a blog article you wrote on your own or on your company blog, if your message is not immediately clear uh, about who is it for and what is the benefit of them checking this out, your message is likely to be just simply overlooked. And it's not that because your audience is, are being impolite. It's just that they are preserving their brains. It's They're preserving their time and they're preserving their attention so that they are able to and make sense about their life and and, and feel 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 okay. So uh, these times when we compete with so many other messages about our attention, what we say and how we present our messages either gets you to you that step forward or stops you to get anywhere with that person right then and there. So business storytelling is a great tactic to be used to get somewhere with your target audience. And when you understand about you know, what storytelling is and what makes a story formula and how stories are formatted and so on. Uh, you can also use like elements of it without e- without really wanting to uh, create a proper story, but the kind of narrative elements of it to uh, make sure that you get your messages across. Let me explain this with another story that is probably even more familiar to you, especially if you have been working in talent acquisition and recruiting a lot. So when I was still working as a recruitment consultant in my first business, um, I had a recruitment project, you know, for one of our customers. And it was a role that was bound to get a lot of applications. So when you get a lot of applications, your selection criteria gets tougher because obviously you can't interview everyone because again your time is value. So you become more selective about who you invite invite forward to the next round. So what you do is you compare the applicants on you know on you know based on what they tell you on their resumes, based on the information that they chose to share with you. And obviously you can compare your applicants against each other uh, in that process of deciding who's gonna go forward with you. There was this applicant that I turned down because I didn't quite get what exactly they were like professionally offering to this position and to this client of mine. The way this person had written their application left, left a lot of my questions unanswered. And I have to say that I'm pretty good with, you know, analyzing people and reading it between the lines. But there was just too many open questions. So when you have like a lot of other applicants, you of course, you know, go about and select those that, you um, that, uh, seem to have more of what the client is looking for. So, when I then contacted this applicant, like I contacted all of applicants uh, that I was going to turn down to either thank them, you know, to thank them and to let them know what the successful applicants had, this applicant said to me, oh, oh, you were looking for that. I mean, I do have that. uh, But Really, I thought that I could just tell you more about that in the interview. I didn't really think that I would have to put it on the on the application, and I felt so sorry for this applicant, and I explained. Listen, your application is the key piece of information that either gets you invited forward or stops you way in a recruitment process right then and there. What's the good? in withholding information, if you never get the opportunity to talk about it, that you have to put the key information, what you have to offer for this role in that first point of contact in your application, because, uh, you know, essentially, you will never get the chance then to talk about it unless it's there. If it was asked for, you have to get, say that you have it. So. Make sure that next time you apply to some other position that you are not withholding any kind of key information to yourself. So this applicant failed to present the information that was relevant for this role, was relevant to me and the, uh, and my client in the decision making process, and that led that person not getting the interview at all. So we're all daily in this kind of similar situations where we communicate something at work to somebody. And if you're making it about you or the business you represent uh, and about uh, your party being able to solve your problem and get your needed value, it's unlikely to resonate with your recipient because it's about your problem, not about their problem. And if your message is unable to help your target audience to immediately understand what is their role in your message. If it doesn't immediately tell them why they should care, what's in it for them, what problem does your offering solve in their life, your message just becomes irrelevant. They will not click it open. They will not read it. They will not watch it. They they probably don't even pay attention that you ever posted it. So if you want to make your business related messages count, you have to empathize with your target audience's the situation, their needs, their worries, their pains, or their pursuit of success. Stop talking about you, make it about them. If you're working in sales, your sales speeches must be about the customer and their pain and how you can guide them out of that pain. If you work in recruitment, your recruitment communication must be about the ideal candidate's career-related pain and how you can guide how this job will be able to or how you as an employer, how you know how you can be how you will be able to sort of guide them out of this grunt. And if you work in B2B marketing, your content and your messages must be relevant to your customers' pain, your customers' problems, not about your products and services. It's the outcome of using your products and services that will help them to solve those problems. Get out of that pain. And if you're a business leader and you want to talk about business results, instead of PowerPointing actual seeds, tell what the numbers mean to your employees and what pain will be taken away if the numbers continue to be as good as they are or become better. Alrighty, that's all for this week's episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast. Come back next week. My name is Susanna Rantanen and I teach Modern employer Branding and Talent Marketing to aspiring talent marketing professionals. The uh, blog article about this and probably around this can be found at modernemployerbrandcom slash podcast46. If you have never been to that website, modernemployerbrand.com, go there. There's three downloadables that might be interesting for you. Alrighty, moi moi.